We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Derek from Rams Talk Radio. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Rams Talk Radio podcast and the Blue Wire Network. <laughs> now on the show, let's go get them. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Side steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46 yards pulled by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams offensive back Michael Stewart. And here we go. The first time a Rams win comes in a month. First time in a month. Rams win. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars today 37-7. Mike... Happy Sunday. How are you? Young DC, I am doing great, my man. And uh, man, it is a win in the win column. I'm sure you got plenty to talk about. I know I have a few things that I'm just wondering about. But man, nevertheless, excited about uh, getting off this skid. Getting off the skid. And by the way, I didn't call the game to be this close. I mean, sorry, this much of a blowout. I had it close. I thought the Rams would be a tough game. Jacksonville played a lot of teams tough. They beat the Bills a few weeks ago. I mean, this is not a team, despite their record, that just rolls over, at least not often. But the NFC West is handling them pretty good, and the Rams were no exception, 37-7. And I guess you know your first observation is what I want to know is, Mike, what is your first observation from this game? 
Well, the big thing is, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, at times it looks like our guy, Matt, Big Bad Stafford, is is getting a little gun-shy back there. It looks like he's just, you know, and they're not going to ever tell us everything that's going on and what's wrong with someone, but it just seems like he just is making a lot of errant throws, you know, very inconsistent, I would say. There's there's sometimes you go, oh, man, that was a throw there. But then there are just other ones, guys running wide open. They're having to, like, Cooper Cup, he's got to go down low. He's got to slide. You know, they got to fight guys off to not let them get the interception. You know, and it's just kind of like, I don't know if he's he's feeling that pocket collapsing sooner than later. But that's just one of the things. Always the other thing is, I don't know why we just don't run the ball a little bit more. That would just open things up tremendously. Uh, just always curious, like just simple things like that, man. Third, you know, second and two, and we start throwing, and now we kick the ball. So it's just so those are kind of the things that kind of jump out at me. Uh, defense play well. Aaron Donald looks like he's about to t- turn it up to that next level, and and he's getting a lot of those guys, but. Defensively, they they look like they played outstanding lights out to a degree. Uh, I, I I don't I'm not sure about my man Taylor Rapp, but those are just kind of a few of the things. What about you, sir? Well, I mean, uh, I think if I mean, it looks like we're we're going to knock out the things that bothered us first. There's a lot of good things that happen in this game, and I know people are like, "Well, it's the Jaguars. It's the Jaguars. They're still an NFL team," and like I said, they've played some teams tough this year. Given the Rams since been on the side, hadn't they've had so many problems? I would say even a blowout over the Jaguars, it's a good victory. They're still an NFL team, so there's a lot to like from the game. There's, I guess, if we're going to look at the nitpicking things, a clumsy on special teams early in the game. Uh, I, I think that some interesting blocking early on. Uh, I thought that you know that first quarter, despite the fact the Rams took that early lead, they could have done more. I mean, this game could have been easily a 44-51-7 game and not um, and not 37-7 game. I think that in the end, they were the better team. They were clearly the better team. There were a couple times in that first half where it felt like the defense just could not do anything right. They couldn't get out the field, especially on that drive. Uh, the penalties and things like that, that bothers me. So if we're going to talk about the things that they did wrong, let's go ahead and, and throw those out there now. Now you're talking about also, Matt Stafford. And, I mean, it's a nice day. 26-38-295 with three touchdowns. I would say, did you notice that once he took that hit, though, he played a lot better? Yeah, that was interesting. When he got that uh-huh. kind of hit in the chest, it just kind of, I don't know if it wakes you up or, you know, just makes you be a little more alert uh, or attentive to what you're doing. But, yeah, I would agree. Once he, he kind of got that hit and. You know, sometimes usually that happens in the first series or two. You kind of get the jitters out the way. Uh, But it was kind of one of those things that that was a pretty good hit. So it just kind of made me need to like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Let's go. So, yeah, I agree. I think what that really kind of tells me is is there's been a lot of kind of talk that the Rams have, well, that they, you know, with they've been kind of hiding a little bit with Stafford's. He's hurt. He's hurt. That he's injured, and we've all known that he's had some concerns this year, injury wise, especially 
with his arm, his elbow, and particular his back. And I think just getting that hit, kind of like, all right, all right, there's my hit now. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm feeling fine. You know, when you're nervous, when you're not right with your body, you, you do weird things. I, I think that's been clear it, with many players across many sports that when you don't feel good in your body, you don't feel right, sometimes it gets your own head. And I kind of have had that sense about Stafford for the last couple of weeks. Like, it's not that he can't do it, that sometimes that injury it just gets in your head. And it, it you seem to pop right out of it tonight, which is a good thing. Uh, also, you know, I didn't you notice the running game today? I, I thought it made a huge difference in how this game rolled out. The running game difference was, was night and day from what we've seen. Some three tight end sets, some two tight end sets. I mean, things we hadn't seen in a while. And the Rams, I mean, <laughs> it was nice to see. Again, they're playing the Jaguars. Take it with Sunglass and Sharp, but Grand Salt. But you know what? The Jags have played some teams tough. And, you know, give the Rams a lead, and all of a sudden, it's a different story. Yeah, I mean, you know, to your point, Sonny Michelle was 24 for 121, so he got over that 100 mark. Uh, but my point is, I would just like to see him just go ahead and stick with it. You know, give those guys up front an opportunity just, just to feel like they they mash someone, you know, on a day. Not as you talked about or we talked about a couple weeks back. You know, it's it's hard when you're just, you know, you're always trying to pass defend as opposed to it's a true mix up where, oh, guy's not coming quite as hard because he actually had to honor the the run game. So uh yeah, I mean Sonny Michelle had a nice job. I mean he's running good, you know, especially in between those tackles. Uh but you just like to see it, you know, be more consistent in the sense of let's do it a little bit more. And again, is that nitpicking? Yeah, I don't know. But you know down the stretch these next five games, you're gonna need to establish yourself up front. How part of me wonders though, if the 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 unwillingness to run, you know, of late anyways, has been due to the injuries. We lost to the running back. We've lost so many running backs this year. I think we're. I think we've lost like four or five at this point. And Daryl Henderson was basically an emergency back for this game. I mean, you had to bring. Um, again, I'm not even sure I'm pronounce the guy's name right. Mackie Sargent off the practice squad to play for this game to be a backup for Sonny Michelle. I mean, I would be really hesitant to run 40, 45 times in a game if my running backs are dropping like flies. Not to mention, you know, Brian Allen going down, doesn't return. David Edwards does go down, comes back a little bit later. But I I would be very, you know, resistant in that respect to go ahead and, you know, throw 40, 45 carries out there when my running backs are short. Just a thought. I, I, I guess I'm looking at, you know, if you got a guy named AP that's still out there, though he's with the Seattle Seahawks, had a big day for them today, or somewhat a big day. Uh, you know, so I, I I get the idea. Now, valid point, late in the season, you bring a guy in off the street, if you will. You know, how long does he get up to speed on the offense and all that stuff? So, absolutely. Uh, in the, on the other hand, you know, 
you pretty much can can get a guy in who's been a legitimate back in the league. And, you know, you should be able to run an off-tackle play here, off-tackle play there, sweep here, sweep there, screen pass here, screen pass. So you, you should be able to get a running back up to speed pretty quick. Now, he may, depending on if he's good in the blitz pickup, that's where you would, you know, need to have a guy who knows how to do that, knows how to be able to come in, find a mic and help uh, along with the center and be on the same page. But it's as far as run plays. I don't see that being a big deficit, uh, but definitely get your point on. Yeah. You know, we kind of trying to pace ourselves. You don't want to let someone else go down, but you know, unfortunately this is just part of the game. You know, it's just kind of looking at something in the news, you know, the outstanding sophomore out at UConn page, uh, Becker's or Becker something guess went down a day with a non-contact knee injury, you know, but she was a freshman player of the year. I think it was the first time it's happened or in a long time, uh, just signed a huge deal last week with, I believe it was Gatorade or somebody. Uh, but now she's injured, you know, as a sophomore. Uh, so, all I'm saying is injuries are part of it. You just got to get some guys out there to step it up. But I just think overall, you know, offensively, we still got a ways to go to like seem like get on track. This is just not the team that was there before. I mean, losing. I mean, we've heard numerous reports this week about how Robert Woods, how much he meant to the team. You, you've lost tight ends this year. You've lost multiple running backs this year. It just hasn't worked out the way you hoped it would. And by the way, I just, I just want to say, what were you thinking? Adrian Peterson, 11 carries, 16 yards today. What? Well, you got to think about it. <laughs> Didn't he score a touchdown? 11 carries, man. Didn't he score a touchdown? He did. He did. Yes. So what he brings to the table is that ability to get it in the end zone. And that swag. So uh, I take AP. It was a one yard touchdown. We had a one yard touchdown today. I'll take AP. Come on, AP. Come help us out. Well, <laughs> now if you're talking about Travis Homer rushing left for 73 yards, I'll take that. That's what he did. Gets the All right. And by the way, I mean, rarely do we ever cheer for the Seahawks, but they took out the 49ers today, which really helps the Rams with their pursuit of the playoffs. They're back in the number, I think, five seed now, the Rams are. Yeah. And yeah, they're set to back up. So that puts a two-game gap between the Rams and the Niners. And um, probably the best game of the year for the, for the Seahawks today. All right. Uh, before we get into all the Rams numbers, do want to remind you, we mentioned at the top of the show, tick pick. Okay, we are heading down the stretch, and there's no need to exhaust yourself all over the internet to find Rams tickets anymore. Next Monday night. Next Monday night, big one, Rams, Cardinals. If there's any hope, any hope left for the Rams to win the division, you got to go get to Arizona and cheer on the Rams, okay? So go to TickPick.com. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com. They are the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got all rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge. And that lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their other NFL tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find 
better prices for the same seats on our ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right. Next Monday night in Arizona. I know a lot of fans travel. You can make the trip from California to Arizona. Go check it out. Go out there to see them play in Arizona, in Glendale, against the Arizona Cardinals. It's a big one. It's a big one. Go to TickPick.com slash RTR today to save 10 bucks on your first order of Rams tickets. Again, that's T-I-C-K. P-I-C-K dot com slash R-T-R. It's worth it. And by the way, it helps us out as well. Choose TickPick, the no-fee service site. Oh, here's a word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so, okay, oh boy, boy, wow, 37-7, the numbers here for the game. I like the numbers. I got to tell you, I was a little surprised. I like being surprised. I like being wrong, if it means Rams win. 24 first downs for the Rams, 14 for the Jaguars. Let's see. Third down efficiency, 5 of 12. Not horrible, not great. 1 of 1 from fourth down. Total yards, 418 for the Rams, 197 for the Jaguars. 6.3 yards uh, average game per play. 128 yards rushing for the Rams, 61 for the Jaguars. They averaged 4.7 yards per carry to the Jaguars, 2.4. Passing, 290 yards total. That's net to the Jaguars, 136. They averaged 7.4 yards, 7.4 per pass. And the Rams were sacked once. Jaguars sacked twice. Putting three times for the yards. Rams penalties still up. Seven penalties today for 47 yards. And they did create a couple turnovers here to uh, really put them in the eight hole early. So that, that's the overall. Anything in those team numbers that caught your eye, Mike? Not so much caught my eye. It's just that uh, I love to see the over-the-century mark in the uh, rushing category. Uh, you know, you just like to see overall efficiency. 
But, you know, you, I think, uh, what was the third down again? I don't have Five of 12. Down. Five of 12 was kind of like, ah. Uh, it's, it's not horrible, but not great. It's not, it's not horrible, yeah, but you, you would like to see. And, and maybe it's not so much the five of 12. It's just when you need to have it, that's when you need to be getting those, you know, conversions on third down. So, again, the, the dilemma is how, real, how good a win is this really? You know what I mean? Yes, you want to get in the win column. Yes, you're playing against other pros at the, that level. All these things, yes, you won at home, you had the crowd behind you. But it's like, how much of this can we really take and springboard us in this last stretch run? You know, this this five-game gauntlet is going to be the real deal. And, you know, I think if you got any any chance of really getting in there, you have to, you can't, you got to go three, three and two, four and one. I mean, I think that's where you have to be. I mean, I think it's a good win, considering the fact that it's a, it's a it's a dominating win. I think I'd be a lot more worried if it was that twenty four seventeen game I thought it was going to be, a twenty four fourteen game, a team that they couldn't even put a point on the Jaguars. But I think what they really showed us is that they're a great team when they're ahead. You get them behind, we see what happens. So turnovers are especially key for them. The little things that we kind of knew were reaffirmed today. And I think that in that case, it's a good win. Do I think the Rams are in a position whether they are a Super Bowl contender right now? No, I don't. They, they just make too many fundamental mistakes right now. Too many, too many missed blocks, too many missed tackles, too many mistakes on special teams, too many penalties right now. I mean, they start off great penalties, now they're a mess. I just... I mean, how many defensive holdings they have today? We're crying out loud. I just, it's hard for me to say they're a contender when fundamentally they make more mistakes than they should. And, you know, Parmi cannot forget the, how young this team is behind their core. That's why I tend to think that if the Rams can keep things together, next year's probably more a better chance to be their, their year than this year because. Some of those young guys that came, they're plugging in now will be a year older, a year wiser. But you're also relying on a year of health from your stars. So, I mean, that's why this game to me, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's a weak win by any sort of imagination. I think given the fact, again, this team beat the Bills. This team has played some teams tough. That um, it's it's a, a good win. The question is, can they build on it going into next week? Going into Monday Night Football against an Arizona team that, let's be honest, wiped the floor with them last time we saw them. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you think, maybe you have a better idea. No, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at what you said last week about, you know, maybe they need to think about letting Michael Kaiser go. I'm just kind of watching today. And like I said, he's good on a run through. You know, he got you one mean Troy Reader. Hurry. I mean, Reader, I'm sorry. Uh, not Mike Kaiser, he's not here. But Troy Reader, yes. Uh, you know, came through on a run-through uh, blitz. And, you know, oh, he put pressure on him just going like, yeah, man, but he's still, you know, these other things are happening. Uh, and I think they're going to, you know, at this time, 
the year, they're going to figure out who they can expose on the defense. And so, or all teams are going to find out, you know, we call it the pigeon, you know? So if you're looking at our defense, unfortunately, you know, I'm saying they're going to go after Troy Reader and Taylor Rapp, you know, uh, Rapp, you know, tries, but he just has inconsistency, you know, seems like when he's down a little bit in the box, he's more effective, but the further back he gets, you know, he does a lot more holding and just, you know, stuff like that, which is really just technique stuff. I call it a little bit being lazy. And you just see that on down to the high school level. Guys just don't really want to stay in a backpedal or work their feet like that. They just kind of want to open up to one side or the other and try to cover guy. But the way you got to really do it, you really need to be able to backpedal in some of those situations. So that you can keep that guy in front of you, uh, and and be able to somewhat see through him to the quarterback, where you can now really go make some plays. So those are the kind of things that that kind of worry you about a good team, like you know. And I say the Cardinals because they got some receivers that can catch it. They got Tyler Murray and the running backs who can run it. But if you got a guy like, uh. Reader Troy having to try to spy the quarterback, it's just going to be pick up conversion after conversion, and it's going to be a long day. So, but you know, again, a win is a win. Snap, snapped a three gamer, got off that skid, got a little bit of monkey off the back. Odell Beckham has now been here a few more weeks. I don't know what's going on with, uh, uh, Von Miller, what, what's the latest on him? I mean, he's playing. Yeah, but he's just real quiet. I mean, yeah, one one tackle today, one pass yeah. defended, and that's not what we want to see. But is he still adjusting to the defense? I mean, some guys have monster games. Each on Robinson was strong today. Great games was an animal in there today. Yeah. I mean, and then you look at Darius Williams, who, in my view, is, has taken several steps back from last year. Taylor Rapp, who's taken steps back from two years ago. You're, you're, there are just so many different holes there that you just can't help but wonder about what on earth is going on with this team. Yeah, it's just, it's just again, the inconsistency. So is it because of the coaches? I don't know if you got a chance to see the little wrap up from Sean McVay, but, you know, he thanked the, three or four of those coaches from Jacksonville are on the squad and, you know, got game balls and things like that. But again, you know, we've talked about this extensively earlier on in regards to, you know, the turnover in players, the turnover in the front office, turnover on the coaching staff. And then, you know, as I love your term as taking your medicine because you kind of blowing up your cap here and there, and, you know, I would say all the things that they've done have been absolutely warranted and, and a good call, a good move. You just now got to see some of that stuff starting to pay off. I think that there are. I think there are some good things happening with this Rams. I think that the when we're talking about. The progression, every team, I'm going to use it this way. I remember a certain squad that started off a season 5-0 and many years ago. We were all excited. 
We are, we are all excited. Then all of a sudden, they drop four in a row, including a Monday nighter to the Bills. Do you recognize this squad at all by chance? Do you? Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. And there were just several question marks about that about that team. That 1989 Los Angeles Rams team. Yeah, man. That was crazy. And all of a sudden, down the stretch, they put it all together and made it all the way to the NFC title game before the 49ers finally beat the Tar out. But they got they they made it to the title game. And that included several nice victories down the stretch to make sure they got in the playoffs. And that was with also a young team in many places. My point is this. Every every team, every team has their their valleys in a season. It's 17 games seem short, but for a football player, it's long. And into December, when the cold comes in, you know, I, I tend to think there's still time for them to fix it. It's not like it's happening in weeks 16 and 17 where all the problems are coming up. So, you know, I think the real big concern, though, is if we're trying to fix things, they keep getting dinged up. They're, I mean, they're, they're five deep on running backs now. They lost two offensive linemen. They one came back in good. But what about Brian Allen? What's his status? You, we are looking at this team and, we're trying to see them grow as a unit, but every time they see them grow as a unit, someone gets hurt. We lost Robert Woods, and Robert Woods was huge. So many of their blocking schemes were based around Robert Woods. Uh, losing these guys in the course of the season, I think sometimes we forget how critical health is for teams. You mentioned this, I think, for last year. Whichever team stayed the healthiest longest last year would win it all. And you know what? The Bucks did stay healthy last year. They stayed really healthy. Other teams didn't. Look where they landed. So I, I tend to think in the world we're living now, health plays a matter, and the Rams are hurting a little bit in so many areas. Yeah, yeah, and and, and those are the things that are always going to be the wild card, if you will, and uh, this level and this level of play when you you're playing at this level, but. Again, if there's a time you want to start hitting your stride, it's now. So it may be a great thing. We had a three, you know, skid, three game, got this one in the win column. Again, doesn't matter who is against. I don't think so. Uh, you just need to get something positive to build on. And then, uh, you know, again, you got this five game stretch. But I'm sure nobody thought Seattle was going to beat C- uh, the, the Niners today. And especially the way they did it. So the thing is, as you noted, with our 1989 team, uh, again, we knew what we had to do down the stretch, went out there and got it done. And this came up short, you know, uh, and people can say all kinds of things. I, I just think that, you know, that play that Ronnie Lott made in that second quarter or into the first quarter when he came over there and batted the ball, and it was a little bit underthrown to flip, man. That I think that was the play of the game that that would have we get that touchdown it's probably a whole different outcome might have me a super bowl ring but nevertheless uh yeah i think there were some positive things sunny michelle over uh 124 yards you had cooper cuff again have another big game i think he's got 
seven 100-yard games in a row or something. Uh, I think it's a new Ram record or something like that. Uh, you had Odell Beckham get his first touchdown here as a, as a Ram. I believe it was his first or is it his second. And then, uh, you know, I'm seeing the defense kind of starting to, to gear up in that front four especially. So uh, all those things are positive things that, that can absolutely, you can put a little bit of a feather in because you're going to need a stouter defense in the trenches as you get down the stretch. I mean, we need those things. I think the best thing to happen to the Rams right now is it could be the fact they had some injuries going on. That's forced them to reevaluate where the personnel are. That's forced them to actually go back to the drawing board and break down more of the fundamentals. They needed that running game today. They needed that 100-yard rush. They needed some some physicality. That's You know, that's just kind of my Mike, that's the most important thing that comes out of today's game. The fact that in the last few weeks, this team has been out-muscled across the board. And today, they did the bullying a little bit. And it was nice to see that. I'll take a bullying team that scores 25 points a game over a finesse team that scores 40 points a game and then gets ball off the ball when it counts. I'm just saying. I, I, I It used to be, you know, the old, you know, the old gray show on turf days. Just, they, they had that, they had the reputation for being a finesse team. And every once in a while that will come out. I enjoy, but those games are so much fun, scoring 35, 40 points a game. And the same thing now, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, when the Rams score a bunch of points, it's a lot of fun. It's not a lot of fun watching them get pushed around, though, when they do get pushed around. It's not a lot of fun watching teams beat up on them, like the 49ers did. I mean, like the Packers did at times, like the Cardinals did, and like the Titans did. I would rather see them bully teams than be the ones gets bullied. And if it means they score 24, 25 points a game, if they're ball controlling for 35, 40 minutes a game, they're going to win those games. So what I want to see is a continuation of that. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can hold up with the shortage of running backs they have. But if they can, then as they enter some of these games on the East Coast this year, you know, and some cold weather coming up, I think they'll be all right. It's just my view. I mean, time of possession today, 33 minutes for the Rams, almost 34. That's been rare of late for them to win time of possession battle they did today. Oh, absolutely. And again, when you, you're pointing out those type of things, time of possession, uh, less turnovers than the other guy, you're actually scoring points. You know, we had a good good kick return. We we had a guy hit it from 40 yards out on a field goal. So all those kinds of things, when you're talking about a three-phase game, offense, defense, and special teams, you know, certain parts are coming together. You just want to see more consistency in each phase across the board. You just can't have, oh, the O did awesome today, defense didn't. Oh, the defense did well, we couldn't score any points. Oh, the special teams, you know, oh, man, they return kicked it, and that's all we had. So you want to see that consistency throughout from those three phases, and you just want to see guys be able to to be consistent as well. But, again, to your point, we have a guy that's banged up in the first quarter. 
you know, on our old lineman. So Brian Allen, you know, suffered a knee injury on the first play of all things. Uh, didn't return, but was replaced by Coleman Shelton. And, you know, we'll see how the film looks with him. But again, you get a guy that's been a starter and, and, and doing decent, I guess. But then he goes down on the first play. Now you have a whole nother adjustment. And again, does that have a little bit to do with, you know, as I thought Matthew was kind of just inconsistent on throws and things. It's just like, wow, man, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, he's having a tougher time now uh, hitting guys that are open. But, you know, they ran some good plays, you know, somewhat later. Cooper Cuff just was, you know, wide open on some crossing routes and deep posts across the middle, which I don't know how to just letting that guy run loose like that. But nevertheless, they did. He hit that guy in stride and some different things. So ultimately, uh, great win in the sense of a win. And now they got to you know, evaluate and reevaluate those things, honestly, so they can go in and play a, a strong Arizona team this uh, week coming up. All right. And that one is huge. I mean, the division will come down this game. If the Rams can win this game in Arizona, then they saw the shot at the division. If they lose, they're pretty much done. So, you know, it's a big one. The Rams know it's a big one. We'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. All right, folks, it's time for us to go. Time for us to get out of here. So follow us on Twitter, Talk Rams. Follow Michael on Twitter, 123, and me at DC Apollo. And if you get a chance, subscribe. Leave a review. We like good reviews, like five-star ones. And if you want to reach out to us and get some feedback, ramstalk 1945gmailcom For Mike and the entire team here, it's Derek C. Paul saying we're out of here. Have a great one. Rams win. Folks.